0: Hello, this is Quirijn from Ink from the Netherlands. You are listening to the Punks in Pubs podcast. If you like punk, pubs, and podcasts, this is the right place. The next song you are about to hear is called "Grief Walker" by Ink It's on our full-length record called Fiction, out now.
1: No longer held. Down.
0: Welcome to episode 53 of Punks and Pubs. My name is Liam Bird. Uh, We went on our spring break on the 1st of March and four weeks and a bit later we return to whatever the fuck this is. It's crazy. COVID-19 is taking over the planet. It is uh, spreading... It's catchier than a Sum 41 song back in the early 2000s. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, yeah, okay, guys. First off, I hope you and your loved ones are doing well. And I also have to say, I hope you're fucking staying indoors. And only going outside in the wider world when you must. Please do. There's people out there risking their lives to save people uh, from this horrible virus and by going outdoors, you're putting yourself at risk, you're putting your friends at risk, and also you're putting a strain on the healthcare system. I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the UK, the NHS is something that's very precious to many people in this country. It's free, um, it doesn't matter how rich or poor you are, you will be looked after. And that is a precious thing that we should not take for granted. So please help the NHS by staying indoors and uh, being a good Boy and girl. Yeah, there you go. There's my little public health safety notice out the way. I've been doing just that. I'm about 14 days into my lockdown. And uh, fuck. <laughs> I know people have been quite productive and have decided to go and learn new shit or cook or whatever. I've decided that I'm going to lean into this pandemic and just go fuck it. I'm eating shit. I'm probably drinking more than what I probably should be. I'm doing zero exercise. I'm not shaving. So I've got pubes on my face uh, because I can't grow a full full beard. Uh, I'm not really showering. I must admit I haven't brushed my teeth today. I'm starting to go a bit of a mess. So I've decided that after this weekend I'm going to start doing some more exercise and not be such a fucking turd <laughs> like, it really does start affecting your mood as well when you don't, don't shower and you're working as well and you go and you do like a your zoom call to your colleagues and you kind of like look a bit smart above but below you just dick out <laughs> below the kitchen table it's not a great look Fucking hell. Tell you what, this this lockdown has brought out the worst of me. But yeah, so that's me. <laughs> I hope you're doing better than me. Uh, let's talk about the podcast because the podcast premise is, I mean, the podcast is called Punks in Pubs. Uh, I go to a pub or a coffee shop or wherever. I sit opposite the person who I want to talk to and we have a good chat. We connect. And one of the reasons why I think this podcast is, has found its audience is because what we kind of, like when whenever I talk to someone, I try and connect with them, and I think that comes across quite well um, in the audio. Essentially, this this virus has just stopped me from doing any of that. I can no longer go to a pub because they're all shut. I uh, can't go outside because we have to keep social response uh, social distancing uh, down to literally nothing. So the premise of the podcast is 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 basically been killed. Uh, by this virus so i mean obviously that's the least of anyone's worries this fucking podcast but for me um that that that's something that's been on my mind so i've been toying with the idea of should i just postpone it and and we'll pick this back up when things go back to normal but when the fuck is that gonna be and if i'm completely honest i kind of need this podcast for myself it helps me um feel like i'm contributing in some way in some very small way um I'm, like i'm no way am i saying that this podcast is fucking helping through people through this pandemic not at all but i know it's an it's an opportunity for a bit of uh, escape so i i just decided that fuck it i'm gonna find a way to do this podcast that suits me i've gone away from doing phone calls podcasts so it's probably the easiest way i probably could have done this podcast is just sticking a mic into sorry sticking the phone into my recorder and doing it that way but a the sound quality would be shit and and b a phone call you don't get any chemistry at all in my opinion i could have gone down the skype route i don't like skype if i'm completely honest i think the audio shit and again i I don't really feel there's that kind of connection but i have to do it some like virtual way so i've decided to do like instagram live videos now and I've done that because, A, you can actively watch and participate. You can ask questions. But also, I, I can get quite a crisp um, audio from it. And I've I've kind of invested in a bit of equipment and played around. And you're going to hear in this interview uh, with my guest that I don't think the, the audio sounds too bad. So that's the way I'm going to go from now. Now moving forward is Instagram Live. Um, so, yeah, the podcasts will be coming out um, until... Uh, we can get back outside and we will go um, back into our pubs and we will enjoy a chat with a brew in hand. Anyway, that's enough of my rambling. Let's talk about my guest, the return of Frank Turner. Frank is a man who I've had the pleasure of speaking to a couple of times. Once for this podcast back in late 2017, now known, I suppose, as the good old days, for episode four of this podcast. Go back and listen to it. Uh, You'll hear about me and Frank talk uh, all things punk and meatloaf. So what can you expect from my chat with Frank this time? Well, there's really only one subject matter, and that was COVID-19. We talk about how it's affected him, frank was at the start of his uk tour that he had to cancel a few shows in uh, frank talks about the internal dilemmas he was having with himself about playing shows or cancelling shows during the start of that tour we talk a little bit about future shows that he's got coming up he had to be quite careful what the wording that he was using so we talk a little bit about that in particular his festival shows in uh, berlin that are happening i think in may or might not be happening in may we talk about the work online that frank is doing now to support not only his people around him his his tour crew but also the, the the support that he's giving to the music scene in general that is on its knees due to this pandemic yeah frank talks about them and the live shows he's been doing we also talk about worst case scenarios and what if this doesn't stop all year and what is frank gonna do because his his livelihood is literally the thing that we can no longer do and that's mass gathering in a room so we talk a little bit about that and uh, what the new norm might be it's not all doom and gloom though frank does reveal that he's working on a new album so that's something to look forward to and we talk about stand-up comedy and frank gives some recommendations for some stand-up shows that you should be watching during this time of isolation and we also of course talk about the tiger king i mean how the fuck can you not it's a crazy fucking show (laughs) Um, so yeah uh, she definitely did it Uh, so let's crack on I'll be back at the end of my chat with Frank to reveal who our guests for episode 54 will be but that's all later on this is the now by the power of modern technology that is Instagram live this is my interview with Frank Turner enjoy
1: Let's inherit the earth, but no one else is taking it. Come on, do your worst. The of moments past, in bedrooms across England and all the Western world. There's posters and there's magazines, but music is an ours. Because we write love songs and see and we do politics in tune. We sing songs about our friends and in might own. So turn down the stars now and take on your guitars. And come on, folks, and try this at home. Thank
0: you. So what I'm going to do is I've just added Frank, and we'll see if he can
2: enter on himself. And there Hello. he is
0: by the modern technology. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm surprised that technology is as good as it is. Mate, uh, how are you?
0: I'm I'm well, I'm well. Uh, I, I think like technology has been that thing that's kind of saved everyone. Like if this if this happened in 1980s, what the fuck would we would be doing?
2: It would be pretty different. Well, I mean, it happened in in. 1918 1920 around then and it was a, a disaster we have um modern medical science is on our side on that level as well i mean that's not to belittle what's happening now but um yeah i'm glad i'm, I'm grateful i'm living now rather than in 1919
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a statement that probably quite a lot of people yeah <laughs> would go for but yeah so how are you how's your cat how's your wife and most importantly have you been watching the tiger king
2: um I've, we have watched all of tiger king and it was uh Fucking insane.
0: It's a crazy, (laughs) crazy
2: show. Yeah. We are vaguely sort of moving towards trying to finish um uh Netflix, complete Netflix, as it were. Um (laughs) uh but yeah, no, we're it's good. I mean, the the cat is extremely excited that we're home all the time, although I think a bit confused about it. Um uh my wife is keeping well, we're doing our best to stay busy. Um, you know, we're lucky that it's the two of us at home with the cat, you know. Um, uh, that's a fortunate thing in life. Um uh, and you know, i I'm doing another this stream as this which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, but um I've st- I'm reading I've been reading started reading agrarian histories of the Russian Revolution, which uh, I've been which like ages long. I've been which I've been meaning to do for years and slightly shying away from and now I'm just like fuck it, if there's ever a time. Uh, so here we are.
0: <laughs> so I mean I've I've also got a cat and my cat is freaking out that I'm home and I'm meant right. to be working from home as well. And um, that seems to not have transferred to my cat and my cat believes it's belly rubs and head scratches. Have, you, have sure. your cat become as clingy as my
2: cat? Uh, she's pretty clingy anyway uh, at the best of times. But um, like I say, I mean, when we first got home, because we've been away on tour with both of us for a little while, we had a friend house sitting for us. And um, when we first got home, she was very excited that we were home and then very excited that we were around the whole time. And now she's a little bit like, you guys are still here. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think she's a bit like um, sort of uh, wondering why it is we haven't fucked off again yet. But um, but we will, uh, hopefully, at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just looking at your cat going, we're going soon, don't worry.
2: Yeah, um, well, yeah, we couldn't say that with any truth just yet. Cause yeah. Fuck knows when we'll be allowed of our house again.
0: Yeah, I mean, so just very quickly before I move away from the Tiger King, <laughs> uh, yeah. Caroline Bastin, do you think that she killed her husband? I suppose I have no thing.
2: fucking idea. And I think that as much as it's an entertaining piece of um, television and a very well-made television, you know, I, I think that – I mean, like a lot of other people, I've finished something like that and immediately start Googling, like, you know, more information. Mm. But, yeah. it's you know, it's a scripted piece of um a of presentation, do you know what I mean? So, uh, who knows? I mean, I came away from it thinking that pretty much everybody involved in it was awful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but again, I mean, that's clearly how it's been set up as a, as a, as a piece. So, because I mean, it's uh,
0: interesting, because last time we spoke, you spoke about how you named animals and how you like to like name your animals, like with yes. puns. And um, yes. one, you were talking uh, about how Christ. how you would like a sloth. And I, and when I was watching yes. that, I was like, oh, I wonder if Frank would be interested in getting a tiger or something like yeah. that. Ever crossed your mind?
2: Oh. you do? Tigers from I uh, Maiden, Yannick Gers, Yannick Tigers, I don't know, <laughs> <The> Type <of laughs> called Yannick, that's literally the first thing that came to my head, it's probably not brilliant.
0: Yeah, so actually like people associate that you're always on the road, I mean how have you found it quite easy to, to kind of settle in to a, to a home life that's kind of been forced upon <sighs> you?
2: Um, the, the the first week was, was fine. It was quite nice, actually. I mean, I, that's with the proviso that I was absolutely gutted to, um, have to pull shows. That's my least, uh, favorite thing in the whole world. Both the tour that we're already on and indeed shows that are supposed to be having right. I'm supposed to be in Australia right now. Mm. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a great sadness to me that I'm not. And indeed, probably the worst part of it was the fact that I've been trying to sort out a tour in South America forever. Um, and finally have one on the books and then had to, um, uh i had to pull those dates and that was just gutting and that is the first thing i'm going to be working on rescheduling i'm trying to reschedule everything of course but like south america in particular has been such a target of mine for such a long time um uh but yeah so the first week was kind of okay i mean the missus and i've been talking for a while about having like a staycation at some point because you know we like where we live and neither of us spend enough quality time here and i guess the thing about that is be careful what you wish for Hmm. um I was chatting to a guy yesterday for an interview who was telling me that um as somebody, he was in Vancouver, but as somebody with respiratory issues in his life, he's been um, uh, self-isolating for three weeks already, and he sort of said, look, it gets a lot weirder after the first kind of 10 days. Um, You know, because you kind of get to the end of your to-do list of stuff to do around the house. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've already put up a shelf um, and hung a picture um, and vacuumed the car. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's just like, like, mm, what am I going to do now? Um, you know, Is it time to rearrange all of the pictures or something? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it's, it, it definitely um, uh, I think it will get harder as time goes by. I think that initial kind of split spirit, like, oh, we're all in this together thing is going to get less fun as time goes by.
0: Well, I kind of already noticed that because it's funny you say about the blitz spirit because that's something that's obviously been brought up a lot. And I think yeah. if there's anything that's nice come out of this, it has been the fact that the whole division between Brexit seems to have disappeared. But obviously that, I think that yeah. will come back. But I, I noticed my, my partner happens to work for the NHS and I did notice right. that after the second week of round of applause, not as many people came out. And I don't know mm. if that's kind of a, an indication of people's starting to get pissed off with <sighs> of the situation.
2: Uh, I mean, the, the, I've got to be really careful about what I say right now. I, I, I've done the round of applause of both weeks that we do it. It's not the same as like giving more money to the NHS. No. You know what I mean, it's like it is it's gesture and gestures can be important um and all the rest of it and i think uh, you know it's valuable on that level but it's it's uh, i think that um uh, it, in a way it's funny because where i live we've got two neighbors that are right next to us and and we've all sort of come out and seen each other the first time in a while um whilst doing it and that's nice um and uh um it feels like it's a bit more about the people doing it than about the people who are supposedly on the receiving end of it should we say? um uh but you know i i I obviously appreciate and agree with with the sentiment of it and and have enormous respect for the people that i know and that i come across who work not just in the nhs but in you know key workers and care workers and and all that kind of thing you know people are doing amazing things i mean at the end of the day I, i i i live in a nice place and i'm I'm here with my wife it's not the end of the world and our supermarket seems to have toilet roll now so um (laughs) you know i'll I'll survive on that level um yeah it's it's a funny it's well yeah we'll see what happens i don't know
0: how do you think we we've coped though like just from like a, a normal person watching the watching the watching the news like everyone else how how have you seen how the british public have reacted to it because from the beginning (laughs) like people didn't really seem to be taking it seriously still going to the parks and all of a sudden it's been like fuck yeah that
2: was a weird week because that was the week that i was on tour and and um uh you know uh we the, the sort of the news that things were going to get worse came out and we were still on tour um and uh um We decided to carry on and we had these three days where every morning we got up and had this long series of discussions between me and my tour manager and my manager and my agent, the promoters and everybody. You know, do we go ahead with tonight? And we did three times. We did, we played in Bath and then Aylesbury and then south end but by the time of the south end show the the sort of national mood had got a lot darker i felt and yeah. people were a lot kind of angrier about the whole thing and I, I do think this is the right thing to be doing i read a great quote from somebody a while ago which is that the thing about a pandemic is that at the time everything will see like, seem like like it's way too much and afterwards everything seemed like it wasn't enough and and i do feel for the people who are having to make these decisions and implement them because i think they can't win on some levels um but, you know, people, I, I do know what you mean about divisions coming down. I think I, you have to be really careful about what's good about all of this because obviously it's not yeah. a good situation dying, uh, yeah. or a dying. Um, but the two positives I can see, I mean, yeah, that sense of people, it's it's, it's a great leveler. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, there, there There is no regard for station or rank in all of this. Tom Hanks got it, fuck's sake. Um, uh, you know, and I've been very sad to see um, Eddie Large die and I've yeah. been very sad to see Adam get pass away. But the, the fact that, yeah, it doesn't really matter who you are, or how you voted in the past. Like we all have to deal with this now. And there is a little bit of value in that. It's not world changing. The other thing I, I was and again, I want to be careful about this. I am sort of appreciating the enforced pause in the sense that I'm somebody who's manically busy all the fucking time. And I am still being reasonably manically busy um, in the sense that I've got this independent of any love thing going on and I'm doing lots of stuff like this, for example, mm. um yeah. and, and all the rest of it. But, um, I'm sleeping better than I have in quite a long time. <laughs> Do um, you know what I mean? And like sort of thinking a bit more about what I eat and, um, uh, you know, um, going for a run every few days and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so, you know, it's you're uh, one hour
0: or whatever it is. You're once allowed outside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: but so, so, you know, there's, there's positive blood on that. And the other thing is, you know, I'm writing a lot. I mean, my to-do list at the moment is mainly about is dominated by the fact that I'm writing my next record anyway, that was already on the cards. And, um, uh, Writing's a funny old thing for me because um, the quite a lot of the time, writing is something I just sort of let happen in the background, and things kind of throw themselves up. And but every now every sort of album cycle, there's a moment in time when I need to like knuckle down. Do you know what I mean? And really like take um, take the ideas and the half-formed ideas I have, and like you know, mold them into something finished. And actually, all of this time has been really cool because I'm doing more of that, and I'm being more kind of attentive to detail and pushing myself harder and. You know, there are days when I wake up and set myself a task to write a song in a day, which is not usually how I work at all. Um, and, and interesting things come out of that. Um, so, you know, there, there's definitely, um, it's it's creatively quite fruitful for me at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I've got like, uh, I think I've got 14 new songs demoed in total right now. And I um, definitely want to uh, to up that. I would like to get to like 20 or something
0: have you thought about like if this is like a long-term thing So let's say if it continues till september or all kind of shut in have, have you started decided like how you can start <sighs> doing it in your home like you start thinking yeah hey, i'm gonna order that, some stuff in
2: that that i mean i have the equipment in my house thank, thankfully it's now kind of affordable to demo to a pretty high standard in in at home do you know what i mean i've got a a bass and a guitar and a keyboard and, and, and logic and a microphone. And with that, you can do a reasonably um, together demo of, of most things, which is what I tend to do. Um, in, I mean, in terms of the longer run, I mean, I'm, it's, who knows? I, I think that people rescheduling shows for kind of for the end of the summer and stuff, I'm, I'm not sure how brilliant an idea that is because I don't know. The, I don't think there's going to be a day where suddenly everyone goes, yep, fine. And then we can all go back to gigs again. Yeah. You know, I think that there's going to have to be some kind of staggered um, re entry of some kind Um, uh, so there's that to think about Um, at some point I'm going to have to start thinking about my own kind of financial end. I have income from merchandise I've income from some publishing and I've made some money so far this year on tour but like there's going to come a point where I start having to think about the fact that I make my living touring and if I can't tour that's going to become a problem I don't don't want to talk about that that much but like um, you know so we'll have to see what happens really but um, one thing that we are doing which is kind of fun is we're moving up a bunch of little kind of release stuff that we have planned i've got to be slightly circumspect talking about this because we haven't made the announcements yet but there's there's stuff like um rarities records and live records and uh special releases and that kind of thing which were sort of staggered throughout this year and next week, and we're just kind of like well fuck it let's it now yeah i you, mean what's the point
0: i suppose it's kind of it's kind of like what no effects are really doing at the moment aren't they They're just kind of putting content out there because they know people to kind of just need a distraction i suppose from the yeah shit totally
2: I mean, we we still suffer from that the age old thing that our information overload economy that we live in suffers from, which is that like there's this, and perhaps more so now than ever, there's this huge like avalanche of content coming at everybody 24 hours a day, and and the knack of the music industry these days is actually getting people to pay attention. Mm. Um, you know, in the old days, the knack, the, the difficult part was getting into a studio, getting a record made and distributed nowadays it's getting anyone to pay attention to you rather than the nine million other people doing things and that's not do anybody down but it's that's the nature of the beast and you know i mean even with the live stream thing i got that first one in really quickly partly because i figured that everybody was going to start doing them which they have um and that, that's nothing wrong with that there's no you know everyone has the right to do it but it's like um you know i think it's already we're getting to that point where people are starting to kind of come up with ideas to kind of cut through the noise almost as it as it were um so that will get interesting i think but i mean I, in terms of the the longer term prospects i don't know when things are going to go back to in quotes normal um uh, or indeed if they will um some of my extremely amateur and ill-informed reading about the nature of the disease that we're facing makes me pessimistic yeah.
1: Brought on by watching the news Things have been quiet for far too long And if I know human beings, things are gonna go wrong We were raised in a glade of unsustainable peace Not many of us ever have to live on our knees I'm scared that I won't have the strength that it takes To stand up when the levee breaks So meet me at home when the sirens go up I don't want to be alone
0: I mean, I mean for, for you then, because obviously touring, you get to meet people in different countries. So, like when it was happening in in the um, east of Asia, so when China, Korea, Japan was happening, were, were you, mm-hmm. were they, were you talking to any of them, and and were they going, "This is fucked up, the music industry here. Be prepared," or was it something that kind of came out of the blue for you?
2: um i i had a couple of actually funnily enough um i had a friend of mine was um house sitting for us while we were on tour and she was here because she'd just been in china working she's an actress and her uh, show got cancelled she'd been in shanghai and she had to come back so we had a bit of a foretaste on that level of of what a shutdown was like in shanghai i have to say though that you know we it was all pretty at arm's length at that point we were like wow that must suck people in Shanghai yeah, yeah you know what fuck's that got to do with us um and then suddenly here it is um I think she's particularly pissed off because <laughs> she escaped one person of it and then it followed her back here again but I've got friends in Italy do you know what I mean and I've been chatting to them when that lockdown started and all the rest of it um I mean you know as we started off saying with this like technology is amazing it's wonderful that I can FaceTime friends of mine in Milan or whatever you know um that's a that's a cool thing to be able to do but um Uh, Yeah, I think think with everybody, I don't know about anybody else, but I sort of felt like it wasn't real until it was actually happened. And I remember watching that press conference where they announced the lockdown, and it was just like, fuck, okay. Uh, That's weird. Uh, So here we are.
0: So obviously, like you said, you started your UK tour, essentially, when this all kind of started um, rising in the press and and everyone started paying attention. So you said your last show was on the 15th were were, you, yeah. were there any points where we actually were like guys what are we doing like we should not be doing it oh, yeah. was it more like kind of mentality yeah, yeah. of if people want us to be here we will be here
2: it was it was agonizing those, those last three days i was talking about i mean so what one of the things was it was like you know on the one hand are we doing an irresponsible thing by doing these shows on the flip side of that you have the fact that like i've I have a contract with the promoter. I effectively have a contract with the people who bought tickets, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and and this is what I do. Do You know, what I mean, I don't really know how to do anything else. Um, and uh, so the the first one uh, in Bath, we sold 1600 tickets and we had 1500 people show up. And you generally get a drop off roughly that much for a sold that show anyway. So and, and, and I'd asked the venue to like click people in so that we'd know how many people were in the room as the night was going along. And they came back and said, oh, "Pretty much everyone's here." And it was just like, "Oh, okay." cool so in which case it feels like people want us to do this yeah. um, but as I say by the time we reach South End the numbers have really dropped off and the tone of people's conversations have got a lot heavier and you know people are sort of messaging me going well I can't come because I've got a respiratory condition but I can't get a rehab. Fund on the ticket. And then the thing is, I'm, I'm not in charge of the refunding side of tickets, but nevertheless, I felt bad about the fact somebody spent money and wasn't getting um, the thing that they paid for. Um, so, you know, that was one of the things. It was like, if more than half of people don't show up, which cancel anyway, because then I'm not going to be ripping people off. It's just not a thing I ever want to do. So, it, like I say, these conversations went on all fucking day for three straight days. Um, and it got very heavy and intense. And, um, I would oscillate wildly between like, yes, we're fucking doing this man. Fuck it. And then also just being like, we have to cancel. We have to cancel. Um, uh, and in the end, by there was just with no disrespect to any, if anybody watching this was there, the South End show was fun, but like the vibe in the room was kind of like, uh, kind of like last orders. you know what I mean? It's sort of very, it felt a bit like <laughs> the people that you have to kick out of the bar. Yeah. um, <laughs> um which would include me apparently and that's <laughs> fine um, but like you know it definitely it definitely felt like uh, the atmosphere had changed and I, I walked off stage that night and went up to tree my tour manager and was like that's it we're done um, yeah. so yeah
0: so I, I mean I don't. I know you kind of said you don't want to talk about it too much but like obviously you've got shows booked in in particular your your shows in Berlin uh, have, yes. like <clears throat> do you know what your plan um, is for that
2: I, I'm going to have to phrase this very carefully because there are legal reasons why I cannot fully talk about what's going on right now we're going to do the right thing yeah um we're gonna make sure that we do the considerate thing for everybody um i can't really say more than that because there are legal restrictions in place and indeed there are insurance clauses and that kind of thing and i really don't want to fuck over the people i'm working with in germany on it Um, so i can't really say any more about that's okay
0: we'll move we'll move on um so something that you obviously have been doing is that you've been holding facebook live shows um, yeah. One thing I was going to come back to was that we will come back to those Facebook live shows soon, but I know you took a break from Facebook and now you're back on Facebook.
2: I, I'm still, I'm still largely off personal Facebook. Yeah. Um, I still, I use the, the band Facebook as a, as a communication tool. And, um, you know, I sort of feel like um, social media in general from, professional point of view is something that personally these days i use as a broadcast medium um not as a conversational medium i'm not interested in reading twitter replies or comments or any of that kind of thing because i did for a long time and it made me extremely unhappy um you know because lots of people are lovely on it and that's not no respect to anybody but but lots of people are shitty as well and it's the nature of the human brain to scan through 50 people telling you that you rule and then one person calls you an arsehole and and you, you know, you asshole, yeah. you focus on that, and 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 you know, I don't want to be overly self pitting but it was it was really shit for me for a long time. And and my wife pointed out, she was like, "This is a while ago now, but she was like, you get up in the morning and you read Twitter. It's like before you get out of fucking bed, you know, that's just not a way to live." Um, and and I firmly believe that that. Our present situation aside, the interaction on social media doesn't count as social interaction, really. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? It's not the same. And I'd rather um, talk to my friends on the phone or, or send emails or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to spend my life um, uh, chatting with people on, on the internet. And in a way, I feel like the people spend all day arguing on Twitter fucking life man Jesus Christ just go outside <laughs> you know read a book Jesus
0: yeah. Christ I mean um, it, it's the same reason why I've I've kind of resisted about doing something like this if I'm completely honest because I feel like whenever you when you do, when you are interviewing someone or doing a podcast, when you're across the room from each other, you, you vibe off each yes. other. You, like there is something for human absolutely. interaction, and this absolutely, like, this is great. And and and, and I'm, I'm very grateful that you're doing this. But yeah. I well, know I know we won't be having as, in my opinion, as quality information, a quality conversation as we probably would do face to face.
2: Yeah, of course. But I mean, I think that everybody understands the special circumstances right now. Yeah, yeah But yeah. um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm using Facebook. I mean, there are. Uh, there are, people complain about any medium. If I do things on Instagram, people go, well, I don't have Instagram. And if I do things on Facebook, people go, I don't have Facebook. For the record, by the way, you can watch live streams without Facebook account. There we go. That's settled. Um, but, you know, that's the place where I seem to have the most number of people paying attention. So it seems like, and, and indeed it's the fucking easiest place to do it as well. Yeah. So, no, you know, whatever. Um, but I, they're really fun, the live stream things. I mean, the first one I did for the crew was really cool. Um, and we raised it crazy amount of money um which i paid through to my crew and my band and and that was an awesome thing and i'm incredibly grateful to everybody who contributed to that um the live stream thing now is really cool um we've done two i've got like another six planned i mean i have no idea how long we're going to be stuck in our <laughs> not going to go into gigs but we're announcing week on week next week's going to be the railway in in winchester which is obviously a place very dear to my heart but um i, I don't want to just do Chosen in hampshire and london there are places outside <laughs> that coming um around the rest of the UK. i guarantee as well. there's
0: someone right now shouting do one in scotland because everyone's seen always seems i know i scotland know and i london. will
2: well the one thing i would say is that i'm letting kind of um uh i'm letting venues come to me rather than approaching people because it seems a bit odd to like email somebody i know who runs a venue and be like are you fucked right now <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> like, i'd rather let people sort of get in touch and say um you know we could use a hand sort of thing, but it's cool. And like, and what I really hope is that other artists around my kind of level are going to start doing it as well. The music venue trust helping out with that. Um, uh, Jimmy world. have been doing them in Arizona using the same tags, that using, which is cool. Ferris and Sylvester are doing one right now, which people should tune into once we finish this conversation. Cause they're fucking amazing. Ferris and Sylvester on Facebook, um, raising money for spiritual bar, which is cool. You know the thing is, I'm of course I'm aware that saving music venues isn't the same as like saving the NHS or whatever, but I feel like the NHS is something that the government should have in hand financially. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and like I can't save the live music industry, I can't save the fucking world, I'm just some arsehole with guitar and a thousand followers here and there. But uh, you can make a difference of some kind, and it's really easy. Um, and also uh, it gives me something to do. <laughs> do do, do, <laughs> if, you, if, if do you
0: feel generally disappointed that like established acts like? like the the mega bands um, like Coldplay or Radiohead or I'm not, not, I don't want to name shame. I'm just putting them out there as like for size. Do you think that they kind of have like to use one of your terms, that when your lyrics kick down a ladder and, and they've just gone, fuck it, we're fine
2: yeah i mean i don't want to it's not I, first of all i i'm i'm not up at all on what Radiohead and coldplay or their respective members are doing right now and for all i know they're doing incredible fundraising efforts yeah they might out.
0: i just put uh, i just pulled out a couple it, of names yeah
2: you know and, and they they may have other causes they their heart i mean certainly one of the other things i keep sort of like um taking along is is the way out arts thing i'm doing in sierra leone um and we raised money from the tour that i transferred yesterday which is really cool um so you know i don't i don't want to like overly criticise somebody but i mean I have put together a little piece that the Music Venue Trust is sending out to musicians that just basically says, why fucking not? It's like, it's super easy to do. It benefits you and us as well because it's a way of connecting with your fans at a point in time when you cannot talk. Mm. Um, and and uh, I'm going to say this carefully because I don't want to sound like I'm slagging people off. But like, I have encountered on my travels through the music industry an awful lot of people who are supposedly professional musicians who seem to really resent the playing music part of the gig. <laughs> Uh, do you know what I mean? Or just find it to be a bit of a chore. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's the only bit that's incredible. I mean, there's nice bits to the rest of it and there's shitty bits as well. But the reason that this is the fucking best job in the world is because I love playing music uh, and, and, and I get to do it. So, you know, fuck the rest of the day. You put me on stage, but give me a guitar. Let me do my thing. Do you know what I mean? So I, I love, I love playing and, um, doing the thing of my album by album is really fun as well because obviously it means that I'm digging out songs that, um, uh, i haven't played in a long time um it's gonna get more interesting next week i'm doing um doing songs of first of the years and some i'm going to be practicing in the interim <laughs> i'll tell you that um uh, but um you know and, and and like i say who knows how this is gonna last but i'm gonna keep working through stuff as we go hey yeah,
1: hey yay, yeah. friends and romans countrymen hey yeah, hey hey yeah. yay, punks and skins and journeymen hey, sisters and my brother and the time is coming near. Come ye, come ye to soulless corporate It's rock and
0: roll so the moment that that kind of stopped South End at what point were you like right I know people depend on me to tour so therefore I need I feel it's my responsibility to, to do something how quickly uh, were you on to doing like a Facebook Live?
2: well pretty quickly I mean the first thing that I did was I paid my touring crew through to the end of the tour that we were on despite the fact that we cancelled the shows because they had committed to that and they had made their personal financial plans based around that so we took care of that straight away um, uh, but I mean, that wasn't, you know, it's it's not, there's nothing wrong with the fact that as a human, your first thought is going to be about your nearest and dearest, you know what I mean? So, like, I, yeah. I immediately thought of, I was on the bus with Dougie and Tree and Kiahio and Jamie, you know, they were the, right there and, and they were all sitting there going, like, fuck, what are we going to do? So that's pretty real. That's pretty visceral. And the thing is, the tour I was supposed to be on right now as a solo tour, which meant it wasn't going to be a band and everything else. But, like, nevertheless, the guys i worked with, you know, it's their main source of income. Um, I full, I full time employ 11 people. Um, and, uh, I, I'm proud of that fact. You know, I think it's, it's something I want to do and I want to look after those people and they've been there for me. Fuck me over the years. You know, most of my crew, um, have, uh, been with me for a, a, around a decade now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so, uh, and it, the idea of doing a fa- a, li- a live stream in a fundraiser. It's just pretty obvious to me, really. So we just went with that straight away. But it was after that first one. one. One of the things about touring is that you do your thing and then you pack up and you leave and you wake up the next day somewhere else. And I did that show and like because Micah and Vanessa were still here. And me and Monica, Micah and Vanessa had just had a bit of a party at my house and drank some beers and some tequila and stuff. And then went to bed and we woke up next day and we were still here. And it was just like, ha, <laughs> huh, okay. Um, uh, so, you know, pretty quickly I was like, well, we could do more of these and what is the thing that I could do that would help and, and immediately I'd already seen a bunch because I'm friends with a lot of people who run independent venues and I've seen people saying on social media or whatever like fuck essentially what are we going to do and it was like well okay here I and it, but I've also worked with Music Venue Trust Independent Venue Week in the past you know so um, you know it's, it, it seemed like a, a, a thing that I've already worked on So why not
0: continue? Well, I mean, it seems that this virus has definitely pushed creative people to think more innovatively about how they can get, how they can push their work (coughs) out there and and make, like, continue to make a living. And I know there's some uh, artists who are doing kind of, you you, you pay and then you can watch and and, and doing it that way. Do you you think that's going to, because streaming from people's houses isn't something new but but it's no. something that's kind of catched on now and a lot of people are doing it a lot yeah. more. do you think it's, it's going to be something that even after this it's going to become a lot more popular uh,
2: I possibly i certainly think that over the next few weeks you know the nature of these things is that with with thousands of people millions of people around the world thinking about all this shit people are going to come up with clever ideas do you know what i mean and, and interesting stuff and i mean i've never done one of these facebook Things before, apart from the one I did the other day with Kells in Canada. And, and um, this is news to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's definitely people coming up with cool new uses of technology, and that's exciting to me and, 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 and all the rest of it. The one thing I would say is that, like, uh, doing a live stream show is not the same as gig for a host of different reasons. Um, I don't get to feed off the energy of the audience um and but and the thing that i miss i think i think everybody misses the part of the point of what i do is is the sense of community that you get with a bunch of people gathered together in a room and the sense of losing yourself in a crowd um and and all the rest of it you know and i'm pleased to say that nobody's figured out a way of making that downloadable just yet simply because if they do then my my business plan for my life is kind of fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but it, it's an ironic time I've spent the last 20 years trying to gather people in a room together and now um, uh, I'm not allowed to do that um, and uh, you know we'll see what the long term prognosis is um, Fucking so, nice, man.
0: so so once this is all blown over and and people are allowed to get back in a room hot and sweaty do you think people will flock back or do you think it will trickle back
2: I, I don't know. And I think that, as I was saying, I don't think there's just going to be a day where somebody goes, right, it's fine. Off you go. Go to a gig now. Because I think that, um, you know, from my reading about the nature of the, of the virus and the measures being taken against it, that's unrealistic. Um, I'd lo- I wish it if there was, I, w- I wish there would be like a sort of the E day type, type vibe where we'll go and have a fucking street party and get pissed. That sounds like a blast, but it also seems like that's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, um, uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, who knows? Um, uh, I I hope to be back doing what I do as soon as possible and I hope to be able to reschedule shows we've had to cancel and I hope to uh, continue. I mean, this is the other thing. I've got plans that go to the end of next year and how many of them are actually going to happen is a deb- up for debate at the moment. Um, uh, but, um I, I think that making predictions about it at this exact moment in time right now in April 2020 is a bad idea because I don't know what's going to happen and nor does anybody.
0: Well, something you have got coming up and that's later tonight. You're doing, a uh, again, one of these really, um, with mm. Calm. Um, and, on, yeah. and on that, you got like Phil Wang, Egg Gamble, uh, um, yeah. Mark Watson. Um, and I've also seen you've been testing your comedy chops uh, with Fat Mike gags. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not sure I would be so go so far as to dignify what we're doing with the word <laughs> comedy. Um, uh, there is method to our madness.
0: Do you want to tell us
2: that method? No, um, I, the I'm madness? not going to tell. I cannot tell you. Again. <laughs> there is, there is, there are plans afoot. If, um, if um, Fat I mean, Mike comes Mike out mold, of your
0: closet, that would be the it, best thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Mike is an old friend um, and indeed but I mean it's a a funny thing because like I grew up with no effects you know what I mean they were like one of my they are one of my all time favourite bands and uh, like I I was like religious with that band when I was a kid so Mike and I first met and made friends in about 2010 or so um, and uh, it was a very odd experience at the beginning because he he sort of came up to me and said I fucking love your stuff and I was like (laughs) you know (laughs) shit Um, uh, but we I mean I I like to think I've got over that part of of our um, <laughs> relationship. Um, he's a he's a character. Um, he's a wonderful <laughs> guy. Um, and uh, yeah, we have a plan. Um, but uh, we have a plan that predates all of this shit. I might add the coronavirus business. But um, uh, but I can't tell you what it is just yet. But we are going to announce it.
0: So do we have to watch Mike's Instagram screen Instagram as well at the same time <laughs> as well as
2: yours? Yeah. The one where, the one where he had the fucking turtle was incredible. <laughs> um, uh, that made me laugh my arse off. I've got I'm obviously spend a fair amount of my waking day kind of um, uh, scheming uh, more dad jokes um, <laughs> about uh, I thought a lot about microphones cricket. Um, uh, but yeah, so that, 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 that it is going somewhere not just us ripping the fuck out of each other though that would be fun the,
0: the one about the microphone though was you, you can tell you got giddy as you got to your joke of fat mike <laughs> you got really excited that he's gonna say fat mike i was trying
2: not to laugh i was, tra- I was trying not to laugh i was just i was i was on the edge of, of uh of losing my shit basically <laughs> which is lame because it was my own joke but like that's why i'm not a stand of comic
0: so I, I i'm sure i'm not sure if you're aware but are you looking forward to watching yourself on the big hill again when the bbc showed at the 2012 olympics I,
2: I've heard rumour about that. I mean, I don't know whether they're going to rebroadcast my bit about it. It'd be very nice if they did. Um, uh, that's definitely one of the weirder things in my CV, um, however you want to put it. But, um, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be nice if they showed it again. That would be pretty cool.
0: So, what what thing would you like to see again on TV that that's from your childhood? If they're going to rehash old,
2: um, all of Vic and Bob. Yeah. I mean, I say that I'm, I actually have. I'm reasonably sure all of Vic and Bob on DVD, anyway.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, because I'm the biggest Vic and Bob fan in the fucking universe. I actually have a Vic and Bob tattoo on my leg. Um, I have a portrait of Vic and Bob. Are you uh, watching?
0: Are you are you watching Bob's Train Guy?
2: I am, but I'm also a paid-up member of the Atletico Madrid fan club. Ah. I have you know, Atletico Fast Um I just I'm fucking obsessed with those two. Um, uh, and in fact right here on the wall right here I have a framed piece of art uh, by in fact two framed bits of art done by Vic Reeves. so um, uh, um, I, I'm like a dedicated hardcore mega fan for that lot but like I say I mean they can show on TV again um, the only other thing about this is that my wife fucking hates Vic Bob or at the very least doesn't get it and like one of and one of our very first dates was when uh, it was four years four and a half years ago now where, um, we Vic uh, and Bob did a tour it was like one of the, I think it was the last time they told Reason Mortimer, the best bits talk Um And I took her down to one of the shows on a date and um, she was uh, um, <laughs> sat next to me just being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and just kind of like, you know, she was like, on the end of the stick. And I was like, we don't know. Um, and yeah, she just, she just kind of was like, what the fuck is going on with it? So we have a bit of a kind of agreement now that if I'm going to watch Vicky Bob, I have to kind of do it in another room.
0: I, I've kind of had the same experience with us. I took my girlfriend to go and watch Stuart Lee and she just turned to me laugh, and
2: went Is he
0: meant am I meant to laugh? And I'm like it's coming, like it's building up, is he's taking his time, he's telling a story.
2: He's he's, he's a fucking genius. That man. I, I I'm a big fan. I mean I'm 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 generally quite into my stand up. Um uh if anyone's watching this, Mike McVigley is like special on Netflix is absolutely off the fucking rails. Um but um uh, yeah, so I, I watch a lot of stand-up um, anyway, but yeah, Vic and
0: tomorrow I've just finished uh, the Bill Bar uh, special on Netflix. Come a bit late. On that. Oh yeah, that's that quite good. He's
2: um, uh, he's he's got three or four on Netflix now. I think actually they're all worth watching. It's he's
0: the one a that he did bucket. at um, Royal Albert Hall.
2: Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, yeah, it was just funny. So so
0: I mean, what is your comedy jam then? Who, who are you going to if you if you had if you were going to pick three comedians for people to go and pick out now?
2: Stand up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just been watching quite a lot of Dave Chappelle myself. Um, I think he's incredible. I mean, I'm I'm quite into like my my old, older stuff, Um, as in uh, like Richard Pryor, um, Eddie Murphy, um, that kind of thing. I'm looking forward to
0: Murphy coming back. Murphy's doing a Netflix special, isn't he? Yeah, I
2: heard about that. That's pretty exciting. But yeah, I'm big into all that stuff. Um, uh, I mean, but then the thing is, here's the thing, I'm now gonna make an unpopular statement. Well, not, fuck. Um, I think Michael McIntyre is really funny as well. I find, I really enjoy his stuff. And there's a bit of a thing that like, he's not cool to like Michael McIntyre. I couldn't give a shit. Um, like, I, I, he makes me laugh. and Which is the only thing, is the only like qualification for being a stand-up. Do you know what I mean? And I laugh. Yeah. So I, I, I
0: think he's he's great, like Saturday family comedy. It's kinda of like Bob Monkhouse. I, I used to love Bob Monkhouse. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. Well but then yeah, you the watch much, some of his blue stuff and it's like, well fucking hell, Bob. Yeah,
2: like, yeah. I, he was great. He was amazing. I, I was I was very sad to hear the passing of Eddie Large because mm-hmm. actually um, I mean this goes to another one of my passions in life, which is musical, um and sort of variety. I've I've always been really, really into that. That corner of the entertainment world, and, and, and in fact, one of my sort of long-term plans is to perhaps make a record of musical covers because it's it was the popular music of the 19th century that's been almost completely forgotten. It's part of the reason Chaz and Dave, one of my all-time favorite bands, um, is that they were one of the only modern rock bands, including musical, in what they do. I have a Chaz and Dave tattoo. I have a signed Chaz and Dave picture on that wall right there as well. Um, uh, you know, uh, so I, I fucking love loved Chaz and Dave. I should use past tense, so I suppose. Um, uh, but, um, you know, Eddie Large was an old school variety entertainer. And I think that that's, it's a skill that, that is, is often looked down on since the kind of 80s stand up revolution. And, and I think lots of the 80s stand up, I think is fucking amazing. And, and I understand the reasons for that happening. But like, you know, there were a lot of great, like Ken Dogg was fucking amazing. That guy was funny as shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he was, uh, he was an old school comic. And I think there's a lot of, uh, mileage in that, personally.
0: I suppose there is there's this kind of similarities though of like grafting though isn't it because if you're if you're working, there's working men's clubs, and then society goes actually i don't want to, oh, yeah. i don't want to listen to you you're not you're not cool anymore um they they still have to make a living, so they still have an audience, but they're just not playing the bigger audiences, so they're still doing it yeah. for the passion, and I suppose it's the same as Absolutely. bands yeah. who, who um I think the well, last it, time we spoke about it was the wild hearts there's a comparison yeah. you made so it's like still. Yeah. Like if there's an audience there, yeah, definitely keep going.
2: Yeah, completely. Do you know what I mean? And like, I mean, I guess my point—the only thing I say is really—is there's room enough in the world for Stuart Lee and for Michael McIntyre and really Dodge to all be making comedy. I don't. Some people seem to. This guy's – I probably said this last time we're chatting. I don't really see um, the need to uh, um, make this make this a fight, make this a competition. Mm. In the same way that there are bands that I don't like, that gives a fuck. I just don't listen. Yeah, just and, and li- literally, the that is literally the end of that conversation. <laughs> there is nothing more that needs to be said. And and the same is true of comedy. Uh, Tommy Cooper, by the way, somebody on the comments just mentioned Tommy Cooper, and I fucking love Tommy Cooper. Um, he was absolutely brilliant.
0: Did you like Scrooge's pips Kind of homage to Tommy Cooper. Have you heard? Yes, of incredible,
2: he Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, and Scrooge's man. mate as well. He's a lovely guy um i've done this podcast twice now actually um uh the first time we did it was really fun we discovered that we were at all the same like pop punk shows in the 90s together <laughs> at the same gig which was pretty cool um uh and uh, you know we were like oh do you see good riddance and it was like yeah fuck man i was there and you know it was pretty cool
0: well i'm gonna let you go frank because i know you've got some other stuff cracking on but before Thanks we go sorry um, before i just want to quickly touch on uh, bill weathers who, who yes, passed away uh, yeah. uh, because hell. they're going to be people who probably don't know his name but will know his music um so I will, like will say no sunshine lovely day
2: Go bill withers me. was one of one of the single biggest influences musically on the album be more kind i was absolutely lost in listening to bill withers around that time and a song like don't worry as an, an unashamed attempt to sound like bill withers from my end um probably mm-hmm. unsuccessful i'll say because he was a fucking genius and you can't just pull that shit out uh but like you know he um he was an absolute songwriting genius i also love the way he just kind of quit the music industry because he had enough <laughs> and 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 rumor has it there's like albums of other stuff recorded that he never put out um uh and that that's intriguing to me but i, do, I you know and he's definitely one of those artists as well where a lot of people know the singles or this or ain't no sunshine or what it, or um, lovely day or whatever it might be but it's really worth digging into the records and getting into the album tracks because that guy could basically not write a bad song as far as I can tell um, uh, and yeah I mean from what I read it wasn't COVID related no. I mean I don't know but and he was 81 years old that's not bad innings by most people's standards um, and uh, and all the rest of it but nevertheless it's a sad day the fucking hats off to go with us
0: Franks thanks for your time mate stay well
2: um, thank you very much fans. Look forward, so, hope yeah, to yeah, see stay you safe and on stage but soon up. enough thanks to everybody who's tuned in for this um, uh, I'm doing that can't, I'm sorry I'm going to pick go, myself you, off you right? do that live stream at 11.30 tonight so in about three hours time um, and then uh, the next uh, Independent of Any Love show is going to be next Thursday um, I haven't announced that yet but I just fucking did um, uh, so it'll be next Thursday so tune in for that one
0: and this will go out as a podcast on Sunday so people oh cool thanks cool well thanks Frank and thanks, uh, stay ma'am. well thank you for everyone for watching uh, be well take care
2: Enjoy man then. see
0: you later bye you are my sunshine
3: Sunshine, you make me happy when skies are grey. You'll never know, dear, how much I.
0: Thank you to Frank for taking the time to speak to me. Uh, Frank will be performing the third installment of his independent venue love shows uh, on his Facebook page on Thursday. I think that's what he said. So make sure you go and watch and support Frank in his quest to help indie venues. I also want to say go support Frank himself by going to pick up some of his merch. The link for the Facebook stream and his merch site is in the episode description of this podcast. So guys, um, what can I say? It's a fucked up time. I'll keep on pumping out these episodes bi-weekly, but fuck knows what the hell is going to happen. But we will be back in a couple of weeks for episode 54, where my guest will be the Gallows founding member, Langs. But till then, do me a solid. Go to the Apple podcast site and go rate and review punks in pubs and also spread the love to your mates via whatsapp thank you to the ink bombs for supporting this episode of the podcast make sure you go check out their work again the link for that is in the episode description of this podcast if you want to sponsor an episode of the podcast for free uh, you don't have to be in a band you could be creating art uh, you can be doing poetry as long as it's got some form of a link to punk come sponsor the podcast for free drop me an email punksinpubs at gmail.com to find out how you can do just that i usually sign off by saying if you go to a punk show and you see someone fall down you pick them right back up again but a can't go to a fucking show and b no touching so i'm gonna leave you with this if you go outside and you socially interact with a person, you are a selfish cunt. Not only are you making the people who are trying to fucking save people's lives harder, you're also dragging this shit out. So stay the fuck at home. Soon enough, this will all pass and we can all go back into our sweaty fucking club rooms and enjoy a live punk show. Stay well, stay indoors. Bye-bye.
3: Come to. Me.